Hello, race fans. Welcome to another episode of Short Track Guys Podcast, brought to you in part by McDonald Muffler, the Muffler Mafia in Mobile, Alabama. Family owned and operated shop with mufflers, converter shocks, and more. Give those guys a call at 251 661 1043. That is McDonald Muffler, the Muffler Mafia in Mobile. And Jim Pilcrant, driver of the 07 Can't Quit Fishing.com Sportsman and 2021 Sportsman Champion here at Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola, Florida. And Ted Baber of Ted Baber Video Productions. What's up, guys? What's going on? Evening, everybody. Yeah, we're coming off a pretty big weekend (laughs) and going to jump into what is ending up continuing for Short Track, guys, in the Short Track World with races coming up this weekend. But, man, what a weekend we had this past weekend. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Good racing. Good. I mean, uh, William Sawalich. I mean, um, what can you say about that kid? That Minnesota Missile does it again. He put a butt whooping on those boys. I, I mean, Fenhouse caught him. Yeah. And I thought maybe Fenhouse could give him a run for his money, but anytime Fenhouse got close, he just kind of looked in the mirror like, ah, I'm out. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Lap traffic did create you know, a few situations, a few opportunities for Fenhouse. You know, it so. did. The only thing that it was a great race, just the car count was down a little bit, but that's ARCA right now. Yeah. And uh, I got to work on a team. For a Dale Shearer, which was cool, but even though we gridded the car, didn't start the race because the driver didn't feel good, and uh, so it was a lot of work and something I've never done before. So a new experience for me. Yep. Shout out to his crew chief Jimmy, did a great job. You know, shame we didn't get to race, but it happens. Yeah, and we're going to start off that weekend on that Friday night with the uh, the chart, the local series. Really, yeah. it was out there, and, and congratulations to Grant Thompson, uh, Trace Campus. Uh, and Brandon Burks, uh, top three in the truck series race. Yeah. And that was actually a pretty good race. It was. It was real good. <laughs> yeah, the pure stocks was Colby McDonald. Yeah. He ended up winning it. And uh, Mason Johnston came from the back of the field up to third. He yeah. got a podium out of it, so that was pretty cool. And yeah. um, the 97 car was second. You have to forgive uh, me, dude. I'm having a hard time remembering your name at the moment. But the two first two cars were the class of the field. They were gone. Yeah. I mean, there was no and Mike Gorman. Robert Barber. Robert Barber. Yeah. Thanks, Robert. Sorry about that, Robert. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, Ben Cranford's 343 with Mike Gorm driving to end up fifth. Billy Hoover wound it up fourth. I round up the top five. <laughs> uh, somebody who was well-known at Five Flag Speedway. But yeah. good race. And Grant Thompson in that truck race, son, he had come from the back. And he drove all the way up there and yeah. just drove a good, clean race. Kept the truck out of trouble and won the thing. Yeah. <laughs> something he does quite consistently too he's yep. a good and driver was, good crew good equipment it was debut of the crown stocks oh <laughs> yeah let's first let's talk about that a little first bit. or second lap i think it was they got three wide going into three. Oh yeah they, they, oh they were dry i mean you could tell you could tell some most people had never driven race cars they go in the corner <laughs> get the wheel, i mean just drive in too deep and then they slide up into one another and then catch it and then they were sideways and it was it was interesting, and yeah. it, I, I hopefully the, that class will continue to grow, and we'll get some good cars. Oh, they had a whole bunch of them out there. I think it's like I want to say fourteen, but I, that may not be correct. I don't, don't recall the exact number, but yeah, there was, was there was a couple spots. that didn't start. They had some yeah. problems, but yeah. I mean, you know, considering that dude come from down around Tampa, yeah. come up here and won the race. You can tell he had Rummel. Rummel, yeah, and then yeah. he then he. He said he had to leave as soon as the races were over to get back home because he had to. He's a fireman. He had to do a shift. Right. Well, the next night he goes to uh, at all, I think Auburndale and won that feature. <laughs> so I mean, you know, hey, wait a minute. I thought everybody was like typing. I thought you had to work. <laughs> yeah. so maybe he called in sick and raced again, but he did a great job. Yeah. That car had a lot of gear in it because he sure was twisting that bad boy. And and Ryan <laughs> gave him a heck of a run for second, but. 
couldn't get to him. Uh, but I mean, and the guy in the 10 car that finished third, I can't think of his name. He's new to racing. Daniel Lofton. Daniel Lofton. That was his first time in a race car and he finished third. So that was, that was pretty cool. And then he refreshed heat race that we had. Jamie Goodwin yep. ended up winning it, a female. Huh. And won the first Crown Stock actual race of Five Flags, the heat race. She won it. So that was pretty cool. And then she had her hood fly up on her in the feature. Yeah, that kind of stunk a little bit. She was running in the top three. Yeah. When the hood come up on her. So, I mean, and she was in in a car that she ran in the top three on a dirt enduro with. So that's pretty cool. It's going to be an exciting class. It's something to watch. I I really hope our classes grow a little bit, pure stock and sportsman. but. Let's just hope we can get some tech and we can get some things done and get some legal race cars because there's two cars at a class of that field. And, I mean, they were just mm. walking a dog on everybody. Oh. So there's something there. I kind of like to see them put the pure stocks and sportsmen together and then let the crown deck be the new entry-level class. Well, that's the talk, but because sportsmen has stepped up so much with the – the low, uh, racing springs and the, and the racing shocks yeah. and the eight inch tires, you're going to have to spend as much money. Now, if they're going to do that, they need to put us back on the seven inch tire and run us together. Yeah. I, mean, I would agree with that because right. I'll kick your butt on that seven inch tire because <laughs> we ain't gotten much horsepower. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if, if we do that, it would, it would, it would probably make it a better field because I mean, we're not that far apart. Yeah. Racing shocks and springs in a pure stock, it'll run with a sportsman and a 602. Yeah. I mean, if people tell me 602s are expensive, I just bought one for 2500 bucks used, <laughs> but you can stick it in a race and you'll be competitive you know, on a seven inch tire. Now, if you go to the eight inch tires, yeah, it's going to hurt you because you got to have the horsepower to turn them eight inch tires, but you run them sevens or you 602, trust me, I know I ran one for seven years and won a track championship with 159 pounds of compression in one of the cylinders. So that just tells you right there, I didn't have the motor these other cars had, and we won races and won a championship. So, yes, put us back on a 7-inch tire, put everybody back on a 7-inch tire, and go with that way. Yeah, I like that. No, I mean, it puts it back in the hands of the driver a little bit more because you, you got to be a little bit more careful. you got to drive easier because you can't just, you know, get out of the turn and stomp it. Hey, oh, <laughs> yes, you can. We run a small motor, you can, trust me. Mine go to the floor quick, so I need dig. But you got to make them handle. I mean, it's yeah. all about getting the car to handle. And the pure stocks could run with us, and they're already on the seven inch tire. So basically, all I have to do is change shocks and springs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then, then it would be an equal class, and, and you know, detune the sportsman. There's not they got more pure stocks than the sportsman, so detune us. Take the nine inch Fords out. Let it. They can sell them to somebody. Put us back on a seven inch tire, seven inch rim. Make us all equal. And I think it would it would make the class double, both classes double in size. And like you said, the crown stocks would be the the beginner class, and we'd, we'd have sportsmen, and they would have one less class they'd have to run, which means the sportsmen could run more races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So or any other class could yeah. add a race to their to their schedule. Well, sportsmen's one to get screwed because we don't get eight races, but we could we could do that, and that would work. But Tim don't want to do it because some of the guys say they won't do it. Well. There's a lot of us that will. I'd gladly sell all my eight inch wheels and go back to seven inch wheels on a seven inch tire because the tires were better. They lasted longer. We didn't have to spend as much money. And that, that's the prohibitive part of the race is you got to come up with the money to have the gear to, you know, it, it costs money to, to go fast. Well, 200 and something dollars for two tires or $360 for two tires. Yeah. You tell me where, where that hurts a guy like me who doesn't have any money. Right. Thank God for my sponsors, you know, of all pools and Emerald Coast for modeling and trim and can't quit fishing. And, um, you know, you and, and everybody that helps me out. I appreciate all of you. Ben Cranford yeah. and everybody gives me a hand. That's great. I, and, and that's wonderful. But, you know, if we would 
put them all together, the racing would be a lot better. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, it would be, it'd be, you'd have some good racing again, but they, you know, that's the, up to the promoters. Right. Yeah, it could happen here in the next year or so. You know, next mm-hmm. season or so. We don't talk about years, but it's seasons. But seasons, yeah. <laughs> it, it could happen. You could see, you know, 15 back when we started, uh, you know, in the early 2000 era, uh, right. you could see 15 or 18 cars again. Well, what will end up happening is the sportsmen will end up being pushed up to their super stocks again. Nobody can afford to run them. They'll go away. Then the pure stock class will grow again because there'll be everybody moving back down to that class. So, yeah. you know, that's the way I look at it. I mean, because if things get any more expensive for sportsmen, mine's going to be for sale, and I'm going to move back to pure stock. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a Friday night recap. Uh, congratulations to Grant Thompson, uh, Colby McDonald, and Chris Rummel for those three wins uh, on Friday night's features. And then we moved to Saturday with the Modifieds of Mayhem, and we've talked about the ground <laughs> founders. We love the Modifieds. Well, I do. I, I can tell you that Modifieds are just just – they're just wicked bad. Cody. Yeah, Cody Stickler, <laughs> Derek Griffin, and Jeff Letson yep. just had, well, a, there, had a ball. There was a little controversy on the last lap. Jeff yep. Letson got yeah. around um, Derek Griffin on the restart, and uh, they were going down the front stretch, and the 131 got loose. Jeff Letson come down a little bit, and the 95 stuck him in the quarter panel and drove him off, kind of dirty off into one, and then he's lucky Letson couldn't get back to him going into three, and then – Instead of getting out and saying, "Hey, he he tried to throw a block," he boy he Derek Griffin stepped in because he doesn't realize Jeff Letson doesn't care. No, <laughs> the next race Letson might end up stuffing Griffin in the fence. Yeah, I mean, there's no sense in all that, you know. I mean, get out and say, "Hey, man, I did," you know. You come down, we got together, but he kept you know just carrying it on. And Letson says, "Well, you know, I was racing. He wants to race that way. I'm I'm good with it." <laughs> So, <laughs> your paint on the wall is as good as mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're, we were short a few cars. But Cody Stickler, you can't touch him. He's oh, already won God, five man. races this year. Yeah. This is number six. Yes. Mm-hmm. He yeah, won down in New uh, Smyrna. He's Dude. on a roll. Ooh, he's killing that class. <laughs> I don't know what aerodynamic, funky-looking stuff he has on the front of that car, but whatever it is, it's friggin' working because yeah. he is putting a boot. St- he's got his foot on these folks' throats, son. Yeah. He ain't letting up. <laughs> no, he, he's squishing down further, carrying, <laughs> adding lead to his boot or yeah. something. He's just dad gum. Yeah, yeah we. I, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking we're not uh, done talking about him. No, uh-uh. not by not a long shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way this year's already started, and what we've talked about about him before, and the different venues that he's been to to win. Uh, yeah, this if, is not over. If he can handle that modified like that, he's good. There's other classes he can go to that he can do just as well. in. those modifieds are no joke. Yep. But he doesn't ever slow down. No. This car don't fall off like everybody else does. He's got some mechanical grip in that car like nobody else. And that was pretty bad to the bone. I yeah. doubt. Good. I mean, like I said, there was a race last year. They sent him to the rear for something. It wasn't five laps, and he had him by straightaway. <laughs> Back out there again. They're talking about putting lead in the dice in order to make sure that you get a, you always roll a six. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Because that'd be just my luck. I'd get it. I'd get a six every freaking time. Well, the Modifieds of Mayhem on Saturday. Uh, everybody getting into the stands for the ARCA, the Pensacola 200, mm-hmm. the ARCA Menards East Series race. Um, well, I mean, there's some mixed emotions about it. Yeah. I think the racing outlasted everything else. We had a great time with our friends from HOMA. Uh, thank you, Mark and Jackie and Neil. Uh, got to meet Dale Shearer, the driver of 98 unfortunate circumstance were there but yeah. um I mean, just what a great time and a great race but you know the crowd could have been a little better 
Well, yeah, I mean, there was rain earlier in the day, yeah. and I think that kind of hurt it too. And prices are a little steep. I, I, I think that that stars racing, and not to badmouth the track or NASCAR. It's just you know, guys, you're talking about grassroots people who, yeah. you know, plumbers and mechanics. We can't spend that kind of money. It's not NASCAR. Just please help the local people. You know, save save a little bit of money. You're already making the drivers pay $300 a year plus their, their entry fee to get in and then everything else. So, you know, you're, <laughs> it's expensive. It all is. <laughs> well, as we've mentioned before at the beginning, uh, what Ted has now defined as the Minnesota Missile. That's him. <laughs> uh, William Sawalich comes away with a lap after lap after yeah. lap win right. from flag to flag. He, he did. Sit on a pole and spanked him. <laughs> on his, you know, his E-Series debut. Right. Uh, Luke Fenhouse and Jake Finch for top three. And, yeah, 13 cars. I know it didn't look that prestigious, but I'm telling you, the racing up front with this first four cars later in the race really got good. Well, they had some pretty good racing a little bit further back, and, and that really could have affected the race because they had three guys racing for position back in the pack a little bit, and the leaders are coming up on them, and everybody's going like, oh, this could get ridiculous. They they were they I mean they're fight, they're fighting for points too. You know, yeah. So they have to do everything they can. You know, fight tooth and nail for every point yeah. in that series. So yeah, and it went but, caution free, right? Yep. No, yeah. well, no, they I had think, they had they had a caution or yeah. two. They had a couple. They had, well, the halfway break. You know, they they did yeah. a halfway deal. They come in and get tires. Mm-hmm. And I think they had one caution. But the thing about it is, man, any time that that Fenhouse got within a couple car lengths of Swalich, he just like looked in the mirror, like, oh, there you are. See ya. Bye. <laughs> You know, I mean, but you talk about three young drivers that are up and comers. That's those three right there. I mean, they're they're three of the best in the business right now. So yeah, yeah. and Joe Gibbs Racing. Yep, and Venturini Motorsports. All right, yep. and those that, are two of the names that are out there. And always. you've got these young kids, and that's something else I wanted to bring up too. Um, we've seen so many cars and kids that come through and just race through it like a season or two, and they're gone. Right. And now the dirt late models that we've talked about before make a living of it. They are the same, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But these kids are coming in, running a season or two, and they're gone. Uh-huh. Carson Brown now, who we had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that won a, a, a pro late model race, is running with Rackley Roofing and the war team. Yeah. Well, a lot of those kids that we're talking about that have moved on into the Gibbs situation, the Venturini Motorsports, we've all talked about them in a short period of time. It's just like they come in and they go. Right. I mean, it's good and it's bad. It's good because they get an opportunity to move up and it opens up opportunities for other people to move in. Correct. But still, it's kind of like, well, we're just going to be here for a little while, so we don't care. ARCA racing has just gotten terrible because ARCA used to be guys like Frank Kimmel, um, Ramos Stott, these guys that raced for the ARCA championship year after year. There is none of that anymore. Yeah. It's like you said, these young kids come in, they pay the money, they race for a few seasons, they're out. Then they're, they're in a truck or they're in Xfinity or they're whatever, wherever they're going. And that 28 car wasn't, wasn't any of the big teams. It's an independent team that Fenhouse drove for. They're, they're a, they're a backed by Chevrolet yeah. because I think Fenhouse is going to be a Chevrolet driver, but they're not a big team like the Venturinis and they run second. 
Right. <laughs> and they've been, uh, that 28 car has run very well in the Arca Menard series. And, but like I said, Arca's got to the point where, you know, I remember going to the Arca race in Mobile and you had start and park guys, but they were in some old equipment. They'd show up and, you know, James Hilton used to run every right. Arca yeah. race and stuff like that. But all that's gone away now. It's like, okay, well, this is a feeder series. You race super late miles for a while. You get one of these and you run that for a little bit. And then you go, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's just, it, I don't know. It's hard because that's why you only got 15 cars. You don't right. have anybody that has any interest except somebody like, you know, Dale Shearer, who wants to run ARCA races, and he's got cars, and he comes and races. But are you going to be competitive against Venturini's? It's going to be – you're going to have to spend a crap ton of money. Yeah, probably not. you got them deep pockets. It's well, hard to – Those cars that. go on the five-post rig. Those kids get simulation time. Oh, right. <laughs> You know, it's all about money. It's not about the same thing we talked about with Wilson Motorsports. These kids are just, here, Mr. Wilson, here's a check. Okay, you can drive my late model. Yeah, and a <laughs> lot of these guys that come to do these events are not just down the road. I mean, this is not a local grassroots kind of thing. No. This is a, a nationally uh, recognized sanctioned season uh, with the Arkan Monards West and the East. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, the guys, I know it's a stepping stone. They oh. get into them and then they move on. Right. But it's so quick. it's even faster now than i remember years ago yeah it's not it's not arca racing for the championship it's you run for one arca championship or maybe two and if you do good enough and you get enough backing then you move on right or if you bring enough money to the table yeah (laughs) exactly well you gotta it's basically money it doesn't care about your damn talent you could be the best driver on short track and if you ain't got no money i mean look at bubba pollard look how good he is yep that man that man could easily race a truck or an Xfinity car and probably do pretty damn good, but they're not going to give him a shot because he's not going to write that check. Yeah. Right. I mean, look at Johanna Long. Look how good she was. Right. She would take a car that's supposed to finish 30th and run 15th and 12th, 20th, but outran Danica yeah. Patrick several times. And who goes on to cup? Danica Patrick. Yeah. Who <laughs> sucked. <laughs> she won one pole the Daytona 500 her first time out. And look, oh, my God, look at this. And you don't think they'd let that car cheat a little bit? Go, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they got tired of looking like a bunch of eggheads because you kept wrecking. So they finally, you know. Does anybody notice I crash a lot? <laughs> yeah, Danica. Well, you remember one time she got into it with Landon Castle. Landon Castle spins out and he says, and she destroyed her stuff. He goes, somebody ought to teach her how to wreck somebody without tearing up your own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. That's my little buddy. I've enjoyed watching him race. <laughs> hey, we need to get rid of bedazzled jeans. He just throw oh, that's just poor boy. <laughs> He just yeah. Oh Get to put the, tell your mom to put the bedazzler up, dude. You don't need it anymore. You're a grown man now. Yeah, it's the Pensacola 200, uh, Arkham Menards Series East. Uh, William Sawalich, congratulations, little man. Uh, you've got a great career ahead of you. We've always said that, and uh, we'll keep an eye on you. Luke Fenhouse battling back to finish second with Jake Finch, uh, with Pencherini. Uh, the next up for the East Series is in Dover uh, in in April. Uh, on the 28th, and then the next ARCA Series race regular is at Talladega in, on April 22nd. And, um, th- I mean, it's a great series. Yeah. You know, west and east, and then you've got a national, like we're talking about the the National Stars Tour. Right. Yeah, you, know, you get a super late model national uh, champion. Uh, ARCA works the same way in that kind of format. I do want to uh, throw out a congratulations to a buddy, Copewood, uh, we've talked about him before with Michael Buddy Copoid, uh, winning his second World of Outlaw, uh, sprint car series race at Talladega Short Track with Brad Sweet and Spencer Basin. Um, we talked about trying to incumbent, um, or put in more dirt 
Right. You know, uh, try to incorporate in, that in, into Incorporate. The... <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Trying to incorporate more of uh, the dirt side of it and um, just throw a congratulations out to Buddy Copeboy because he's, he's run for some of the best. Oh, and yeah. he, he's when, I mean, world outlaw sprint cars is trying to, it's kind of hard. <laughs> and well, the coming up this weekend, I don't know where to start. I know where we're, <laughs> I know where we're going to end. <laughs> yeah. Um, because the nationals, uh, the spring nationals at Cordial and then the, the race at Mobile, right. uh, the 125, that's going to come up last. I'm going to start with some Davidson of these upcoming races <laughs> and let you guys take over. Cause I know you've got something that's, uh, going to blow everybody's mind. <laughs> We're going way out west. <laughs> yeah. They've got a big, big event, uh, this, uh, this weekend coming up in Nashville, Fair, fairground speedway with the pro late models and, uh, seven divisions running there. Shady Bull Speedway uh, is in DeGraff, Ohio. Yes. And it's the Boar's Compact Tour Series yeah. uh, opener, uh, three-tenths mile up there, asphalt. That Boar's Compact Tour Series is pretty badass. <laughs> I mean, you know. Those guys get with it. We've seen yeah. them here before a couple of times, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> up the CRA, uh, late model sportsman, street stock and modifieds up there this weekend. And um, we've got some news about some other upcoming races, the Apple Cup 125. That is way yeah. out west in Washington. And the... Uh, Entries out there, I mean, we don't hear a lot about these guys, but some of them we do, so just kind of keep this in mind as you listen to the list. And we'll run it down right now. So, Casey Klein, Andy Beeman, who, that name sounds so familiar. I know I've heard that somewhere before, but I'm just trying to remember where. Ken Bonnie, Jess Havens, Tyler Brown, Nick Gibson, Max Schroeder, Zach Telford. I know we've talked about him before. He's been here, as a matter of fact. Jonathan Gomez, Tim Babcock, Dylan Caldwell. Randy Marshall, B.J. Tidrick, Jason O'Neill, Christopher Kalsh, Scott Walker, obviously Preston Peltier, we've heard of him, you know, he's been here a whole lot. Hayden Plybon, another name we're familiar with, Garrett Evans, Wyatt King, and Ray Clever. That's quite a group of uh, drivers. We'll get more familiar with these guys as we, you know, uh, get more familiar with the series and Hopefully yeah. we'll have some good times, and we'll be talking about them a lot more. <laughs> yeah, West Richland, Washington, is a little bit far away from here. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah. So Just a few miles from our studio. It's been, oh, man. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, oh, uh, I didn't roll down far enough. Get me, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, here we go. Wanat, I hope. <laughs> Kyle Telstrom and uh, Dave Garber. The, the 24 entries to that uh, that race and we probably won't see it. <laughs> I doubt if we're going to ever go and get that one on the dumpster list because it's a little bit out, out of the way, but yeah. it'd be fun to watch. No well, our, our supporters and our listeners could yeah, let, help like us it, along uh, the way. Let, like, give us a little information yeah. and a little feedback on what happened out there. So, <laughs> Sell some raffle tickets and take everybody out there on a, on a plane. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> Tour bus. Yes. Yeah. Well... The big one's coming up this weekend, and there's actually on the same day. So you guys, you guys just take off with that one. Mm, this is going to be a little bit of a little bit of fun. <laughs> this Saturday in Cordial, Georgia, as you mentioned it earlier, they're going to have uh, a super late model. It's going to be Southern Super Series. Bubba Pollard and Casey Roderick are entered in that race. <laughs> we know those guys. No, 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 yeah, we've we've heard of those guys. I'm just I'm just cringing at what could possibly happen. Well, you know, we we heard about those two at Firefly Speedway yeah, a little bit, and they're both running Cordial, Georgia, Southern Super Series. Yeah. And then they're both going to get on an airplane and fly to Mobile, Alabama, to run the Davidson Electric 125 SRL Late Model Show. Yeah. Both of them are going to be in both races. Mm-hmm. 
That's going to be very interesting because, to say the least, <laughs> Bubba owes Casey, but I've never seen really Bubba give a payback unless it's a punch in the mouth, and he already took care of that. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, you know, he he jumped on Matt Craig's daddy one night and knocked him over the wall, but uh, it's going to be a good race. Uh, I mean, can you imagine you're going to run, you know, I think that race up there is 150, 200 laps, then get out of the car, win, lose, or draw, haul ass to an airplane. Fly all the way down to Mobile, Alabama, and probably have to take tail end because neither one going to be there for qualifying. No. So, you know, Bubba won the last uh, late model race at Mobile mm-hmm. on the on the American Racers for Ricky Brooks in the SRL series. So that's going to be very interesting, good to watch. We're going to be in Mobile Saturday night watching. I'm um, not going to get to go to Cordial, of course, because we don't have an airplane. <laughs> No, not yeah. yet. We got to work on that. We, yeah. we have well, to work on yeah. that. Come on, the Thomas. good news is it's still being built. It's in the budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah we need a Lear. It's be new when jet. you get it, right? Jet. We, yeah. don't, we don't need twin prop. We need a jet. <laughs> but anyway, so that's going to be interesting. And also, the same race, the Pure Stocks are running, but also the SRL Sportsman Series, which is like an outlaw stock, but detuned a little bit. And our own Cody Russo, which if you look back in our archives, she, we did an interview with her. Yes. She finished third in a second knop in the modified race, and she run second down in uh, New Smyrna twice. About time for her to get that W. <laughs> yeah, and I, she's going to be tough. She knows how to get around Mobile really, yes. really good. So, and there's you know I'm sure Jason Vale and a couple of those guys will be there, the big guys from the from the Outlaw series. So that's going to be yeah. uh, pretty yeah. interesting to see. I, I'm wondering if any of our local guys are going to detune their stuff to run with them. I, I don't know if. If Jason Welch or any of our guys or Bubba uh, Winslow or anybody else is going to try to run that race, but it's going to be a good show. And I, I recommend yeah. people to get your, off your butt and yeah. go out to Mobile and support Gina. Yes. And support the racetrack. Support Five Flags, support all the racetracks, but yeah. get your butt out there and watch a good race. And I mean, enjoy some uh, hamburgers and hot dogs and support the racetrack. It's not that far away. I <laughs> mean, come on. I mean, not from here, it's not. No. It's not a 45-minute drive. You know, yeah. you and I are going to be there, so, oh, I mean, it's yeah. going to be an interesting show. So, I, I just think that you should support Tracy, but I'm telling you, that Broderick and Pollard, oh. I mean. <laughs> They're going to be pumping that one up. <laughs> and not only that, but can you imagine if he wins in Cordell, gets on a plane, flies there, and wins in Mobile? Two races mm. in the same day. They haven't done that in years. No. Mm-hmm. There used to be, there was guys that did that. They would load, they would run one race in the morning and get in the truck and haul butt to the next racetrack by that evening and run another race. In an open trailer. The an open last trailer. time I remember that I can remember that happening was when we got rained out at Five Flags on a Friday. They raced at Mobile, and then they came back and raced at the followed the next Sunday. Chase Elliott won both of those races. Yeah. It's been but a while. I'm, but, I'm, but, but I'm talking about on the same day. Yeah. There's nobody does that anymore. Now, I've seen dirt track guys do it. You know, they'll run – they'll run – uh Mobile or run Southern and then look at set Shannard's done to run, run Tri County, load up and get to Southern in time, take up tail into the feature. Hmm. You know, I've seen that done on dirt, but I haven't seen it done on asphalt. But this is going to be an interesting weekend because Bubba's won open race at Cordell. Yeah. One, a few years ago, missing the left front fender. I watched the video of that. That was amazing. The left front <laughs> fender flies up and hits the camera and Bubba <laughs> ends up winning the race with no left front fender. But he could possibly do this. He won, like I said, he won at Cordell earlier this year. So he mm. could win that race at Cordell and he come down here. He won the last race in Mobile and Lamar. So there's a chance of him pulling off a double header in the same day. So, so let me ask you this. What do you think Bubba's 
plan is to go in to focus on winning races or is he not finished with what happened just a few weeks ago well i think he's more focused in winning races like i said he he's never been one to retaliate on the racetrack and tear the car up now i'm sure if he's behind casey on his rear bumper coming to like one to go and he can scoop him up and move him a little <laughs> I, I he owes him one he i got a feeling one. i mean at mobile and both tracks we've said that if it happens you're not coming back to the track <laughs> Well, depends on how you do it, too. I mean, Bubba's never been. I mean, you look, they went him and Ty Majeski, two of the best, absolutely the best, because Ty Majeski's won all across the country like Bubba. Mm-hmm. Roderick, eh, he's won the Southeast, but he's never gone to the, the uh, Oxford 250 or to Canada or after the thing. He's never done. Not put anything against Casey Roderick. He's a hell of a race car driver, yeah. even though he wrecked my boy and pissed me off. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, you you got to see the watch the last. It's online. Watch the last twelve laps of that late model race. There's nothing but respect. Right. That's when Majeski got into that lap car, Bubba couldn't run him over. He waited for Majeski. It's always drove around him. And then there's a couple times Majeski got back to him, and he couldn't run off in there and, and used him up, yeah. but he didn't. No. These young people, these young some of these young folks don't race with respect. No. But they see it in Cup. Look at that dang race in in Coda. The last they did what four green white checkers? That's <laughs> ridiculous. Because they were just killing each other. When yeah. a guy guy running back there about eighth runs off in there and knocks a guy running second into the first place car, they go all spinning. And he goes on and gains four spots. Well, that it all goes back to what we talk about: these kids that don't have to worry about fixing the cars. No, no they don't. <laughs> so, they just write a check. Yeah. Well, if I tear it up, I tear it up. My right. grandma and grandpa buy me another one. They'll fix that one. You know, I mean, Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott's another one that raced with a lot of respect. Right, yeah. Because he had to fix the car. <laughs> yeah. He realized that if he wanted to have fun other than working on a race car, he better keep the race car in one piece. Right. So that's my opinion. And opinions like buttholes. Everyone has one and it stinks. But <laughs> I don't think Bubba retaliates, to be honest, unless it comes down to the last lap pass and he might have to use the bumper a little. He owes him one. But I've never seen Bubba move somebody to win a race either. Because you remember a few years ago, the last lap of the Snowflake, him and um, Nassie. Nassie. Yeah. Nassie scooped him up and yeah. Bubba got loose. And that's the other thing a guy screamed about car control. Bubba got that thing sideways. It was gone. Yeah. You know, I mean, then Nassie got thrown out for it. Which Nassie come back and has won several races. And then Nassie has actually turned into somebody a lot better. He's gaining respect for people, not running people over. Yeah. So you, that's my problem. Race with respect. Like I said, you want to see a respectful race? Watch Majeski Pollard at the at the Rattler, because Majeski could have used Bubba up and drove around him and went on to win the race, but he didn't. He chose us. So I finished second. That was ten extra thousand dollars yep. sitting right in front of him. He could have <laughs> used him up, and he didn't because yeah. Majeski races with respect. Right. We're going to be a great weekend of racing. Y'all, y'all go out and support Cordial. Get your butt in the grandstands. Come to Mobile. When you're down here, get your butt out there. And you guys building race cars. Let's build some damn race cars and let's come race. Yeah. We got we got the crown stock class. It's going to get huge. Pure stock. I mean, guys, there's a bunch of them sitting around. Sportsmen, get off your butt and come race. There was times I raced. I knew I couldn't win, but I wanted to be on a racetrack. Now I've won some. It's kind of hard not to want to win, but you know, just just to be out there, you know, is is still a thrill. Well, big races past weekend. We've got big races coming up. We've covered everything uh, that we know to cover. Um, guys, it's it's always a pleasure uh, to sit down for what time we have to talk short track racing go over notes and uh get things semi in order <laughs> organized like, confusion i don't know <laughs> yeah um but guys it's always uh, a pleasure to sit down and talk short track racing and i 
think Jim's got something else before we sign off. Well, I just want to say, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to us. If you're on Apple, give us a five-star review. You can do it at Spotify. you got to go down, and there's a way to do it. Um, with Apple, leave us a message, please. It helps us grow. Yeah. Um, tell your friends. Um, and a quick shout-out to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. Give them a listen. Holstera and Iceman, <laughs> they're great people. And uh, they they tell cop stories. They give us a shout out on occasion, yeah, so I'm going right. to give them a shout out back. Thank you for that, guys. I'm and uh, I appreciate that. But get get the listening and, and help us out. Help us grow. Any yep. anything that you want to talk to us about, email me at jbp07 at hotmail dot com. Give me something what you want to talk about, what you think we need to do. If you've got a driver you want us to interview, maybe right. some young up and coming driver. Um, something like that would be great. I'm sure we're going to have the McDonald's on here at one point with McDonald muffler because I race against them. So that'd be cool to have Daryl Jr. the third and Parker on with us. And uh, that'd be great. I, I, I'm enjoying this, guys. And I just want to tell you all thank you for – and, Thomas, thank you for having me on here because I love it. Well, we like to give uh, the new drivers exposure wherever we can because that helps them and helps us too, you know. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. Yeah, there, does. there are three of us. And yeah. <laughs> we are the short track guys, and uh, we appreciate your listening uh, and all your support. You know, you're, uh, it is our motivation, and it's what keep us going, other than loving short track racing and racing in general. But we focus on short tracks, and uh, we appreciate it. And, guys, uh, I love it. And I, I think we've nailed this, uh, this sign-off. And yes, um, we, said, we, will, we have enough to talk about next week already. So <laughs> yeah. let's go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Be strong, America. Thanks for listening.